Welcome to Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast from Compass Counseling that asks the question, we all have mental health, how's yours? I'm Justin Lewis. Believing in our own ability and who we are as people is vital to a healthy state of mind. However, it is something we all struggle with. All of us cope with it in different ways and struggle in different ways. Today to talk with me about how to have a healthy self-esteem is Compass Therapist Jennifer Roberts. Welcome back to the show, Jennifer. Well, thank you. I'm very excited. This is second time for me. Self-esteem is a very broad-reaching topic, mm-hmm. I think. Let's start with a definition. Okay. So, you know, generally our self-esteem, just kind of in layman's terms, is how we ultimately feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we talk to ourselves, how we view ourselves, and how we think the view, the world views us, um, which typically is pretty skewed most of the time Uh, but that's just a general kind of definition obviously it changes from situations and uh, relationships but generally it's just how you feel about yourself and how you think about yourself and how you think the world views you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and how we think about ourselves affects all of the other parts of our life right like relationships yes um, friendships workplace hobbies everything Mm -hmm. is affected by how we see ourselves because that's how we end up acting yeah we get a lot of value from those kinds of relationships and if we're struggling with our self-esteem and then we're not engaging with our coworkers, with our friends with our families that feedback that we get from those people because we made that connection the interpersonal relationship we don't have that and that's where we get a lot of value from so then we feel worse about ourselves than we did Mm -hmm. when we started yeah it's like a vicious cycle Mm -hmm. is there a difference in self-esteem and self-worth in your opinion Yeah, I think so. Um, Self-esteem is how you feel about yourself, and self-worth is kind of viewing yourself as worthy of anything and everything. You know, our self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves, and I might feel, you know, bad or that I have, you know, that I'm not working hard enough or kind of like be a little bit hypercritical of myself, which contributes Mm -hmm. to my self-esteem. But if I have low self-worth, I could, you know, not feel like I'm worth it to you know, do anything that I enjoy. And I could see that as being selfish because I don't see myself as having like the worth or being okay or good enough to leave a negative situation or say no to something because I, you know, I'm worried about what the other person's going to say. And self-worth is more so kind of like a self-preservation type thing is typically how I kind of differentiate the two between when talking with clients about this kind of thing. Okay. So self-worth is if we have value, as an individual yes and self-esteem is how we view ourselves Mm -hmm. and so you can have they're not mutually exclusive so you can have self-worth but have low self-esteem right yes you could can you have low self-worth and high self-esteem Probably not, but (laughs) I mean, obviously it's kind of, it's, it's different for the different situations, but, um, those are not mutually exclusive, but typically they do go hand in hand. If I feel really negatively about myself or the way that I talk to myself is pretty, you know, self-deprecating or pretty negative, then I'm probably not going to feel like I'm worth it in any Mm -hmm. kind of situation and value myself and feel like I have inherent worth in my relationships with coworkers, my relationship with friends and families. And that can sometimes cause us to exacerbate other feelings that we're having, like anxiety and depression. And like we said at the very beginning, it's all kind of a vicious cycle if we feel bad and then we, you know, we don't engage. And then we, if we already have anxiety or depression, it just makes everything, you know, significantly worse over Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. 
So how does somebody's self-esteem develop? How do we get to that point of where we can gauge our self-esteem? Okay. Well, I actually had a client one time. She asked me if we're born with it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, There was this whole idea that you're either, some people are just allotted a certain amount of self-esteem when we're, when we're born and other people just have more of it than some others do. And I was like, well, that like a personality trait or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, you might have some traits that kind of attribute that, like how resilient you are, you know, how um, confident you can be in certain situations. But the whole idea of self-esteem is, is that it, should grow positively over time as we grow and as we learn more about ourselves we should uh, grow to see ourselves in a very honest and realistic kind of light but mm-hmm. no one really sits us down when we're like nine or ten and it's like okay listen <laughs> you're you know you're probably not always going to think very positively about yourself you know people might say negative things but it's up to you whether you believe them or not like nobody sits us down and says that and so we continue to grow in our resiliency as we become adults. And mm-hmm. so sometimes we struggle with that whole idea of, you know, am I worth it? Can I say no? Can I do these kinds of things? Because so much of our worth is not really there or we don't really focus into that. It's kind of like self-care in that kind of way. It's like a conscious action every single day to remind yourself that you are, you know, that you can be confident, that you're talented, that you have good self-esteem. And then by extension, you know, you feel good about yourself and you, that you have good, you know, self-worth. Right. Okay. So there are some things that we can do consciously to improve our self-esteem. And um, I find myself quoting Mr. Rogers all the time on this podcast. So I don't know if people, my regular listeners may get kind of tired of that. But when you talked about setting a nine or 10 year old down and explaining to them some things about self-esteem, it Mm -hmm. made me think about the value in, um, you know, the famous Mr. Rogers. I like you just the way you are. Mm -hmm. You're special just the way you are. Yes. And um, that's, I think, for the sake of building somebody's self-esteem. Right. And so I wonder if there are other things that can be done consciously as someone is growing up to help with self-esteem. And then possibly also some things for people to look out for whenever they're raising a a child Mm -hmm. um, to keep their um, self-esteem high or to develop self-esteem. Yeah, I mean, two-part question there. No, absolutely. I I really like that quote. It's it kind of sums up everything really uh, effectively. So it's our self-esteem kind of grows over time. You know, there are certain things if you notice that your child is not engaging in things that they used to. They used to really be involved in sports, and then all of a sudden they don't want to do that anymore. And so it's kind of looking out for those sort of things with your children and then having those kinds of conversations about them. And the biggest thing that's applicable, whether you're talking to a child or a teen or an adult, and regardless of any clients that we work with, it's almost always concentrated when I talk with clients about it is the way that we talk to ourselves Mm -hmm. and kind of teaching and modeling that good kind of inner dialogue. Because if we're very honest with ourselves, usually the voice inside our heads is pretty negative um, and it doesn't usually say very nice things about us. And so it's kind of walking through that with people and figuring out kind of what the script is that runs in their head and then learning how to change that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of when you're dealing with children is they are like sponges. We all know this. They repeat and they look at everything around them and then they're going to model that kind of behavior for themselves. So if you're an adult 
with a child or an adult with a teen and you're noticing that they're struggling with their body image or their self-worth or they're kind of lacking in their self-esteem, a great way to do that for them is to work with them on that by showing them how you talk to yourselves and how you kind of empower your self-esteem or talking to them about your experiences about, Mm -hmm. you know, I struggled with this when I was, you know, 13 and this is kind of what was helpful for me because they really can't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's, our job to help teach them and guide them in that kind of way so it's sharing them and modeling good positive behavior and sometimes it's sitting down and at the kitchen table and saying okay like i've noticed for the past week that you've been saying that you're not good enough and i really want to talk with you about like what does that mean where is this coming from and let's find a way to change this in that kind of way because that's a pretty all-encompassing kind of statement and there's really no room for growth there so it's kind of walking through that with people and obviously you know if you don't feel comfortable doing that you can connect you know your child with a mentor or a counselor or any of those different Mm -hmm. things because this is not really something that's just concentrated to like childhood for sure yeah but like the just the development part of it starts there i think yeah not only having those explicit conversations, but treating the person in their youth um, in a way where they can figure stuff out right. and give them grace to mm-hmm. um, take risks and, and do different things without doing everything for them kind of gives them the opportunity to develop self-esteem, right? Like I right, am right. able to do something. So. Right. It kind of gives them that like power, that ability to try those kinds of things and figure out if it works, if it doesn't work, how does it make me feel? Um, Cause we can't do everything for, for uh, our children or friends and family, but that is something that they can learn early on in life and then continue if they learn those good traits and those good, you know, positive ways to talk to themselves that just continues to stay with them as they grow into adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause not, not all of us know that mm-hmm. or, or learn that when we're growing up and then we have to uh, kind of deal with these same sort of issues of self-esteem and confidence as adults, which is very common. I mean, I think we all struggle with it to some degree and some people more than others. And it just, it's not really anything that you should be ashamed of or not want to talk about because it's, there's always something that we find ourselves being insecure about. And sometimes that starts in early adolescence and childhood, which is when the positive, you know, we can model that good behavior for children, but other times it's just things that happen and mm-hmm. it can be short term or it can be long term. It's just figuring out how you can most effectively improve your own self-esteem because it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of conversation but typically a good jumping off point is how we talk to ourselves and mm-hmm. ex- like understanding the words that you use when you describe yourself and how you talk about yourself in that kind of way and I always ask clients I was like would you say the things that you say to yourself in front of your grandmother <laughs> in the exact words that you say them with right. the same tone and the same inflection that you have inside your head Probably not, mm-hmm. if we're honest with ourselves. Yeah. So if we wouldn't allow the person in front of us at the grocery store to say that to the clerk, why would we inflict so much pain on ourselves? Right, yeah. And they're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. I was like, no, <laughs> it's because the, the words that you're using are harming you. And if words are harming you and they're your words, then let's figure out a way to change the way that you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, let's explore that a little bit. When I think about the self-talk, I can't help it think about the old saturday night live skit where the guy's looking in the mirror and he's he says i'm good enough i'm strong enough and, yes or i'm good enough i'm smart enough and doggone it people like me yes and it's kind of you know has become a societal joke for the course of the last who knows how old that is 30 years mm-hmm. but um you know the reality is there's probably some value in 
mm-hmm. that taking that on, right, is to actually consciously talk to ourselves in a positive form. Yeah, the, it's just like like in the skit or like in popular movies and TV shows, it's like the you give yourself positive affirmations. You say those things like, you know, I, I'm intelligent, I'm kind, I'm smart, whatever, and it can have some comedic value for sure, but the mm-hmm. reality is that you're giving yourself that positive self-talk back to yourself and you're starting to equalize you know the negative versus the positive and that's just the first step into changing the way that we talk to ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that's helpful typically for people is i might ask a client to write down in 20 30 minutes every negative thought that they have about themselves and then we'll take the list and we'll say okay i'll give them like a blue pen and a red pen and i'll say okay circle everything in blue that are your words that you find that you take ownership of, and they, mm-hmm. and they do. And then I give them the red pen, and I said, okay, now circle everything in red that it, that you do not take ownership of. Those are words from other people, things that people have told you from the past, negative relationships, maybe uh, you know, a harmful relationship or a not great relationship with a family member or a caregiver mm-hmm. at a certain point in your life. So we separate and we, di- we do those. And I was like, okay, everything in red, we can't change. Mm-hmm. That's already happened, that's in the past, and we can deal with that. But what we really want to focus on is the blue, because the blue are your words. Those are the things that you continually say to yourself over time. And those are the things that we can work on. And those are the things that we can change. And they're like, okay. So it's separating the two. And then you start with the ones that you circled that are your words. And anytime that you feel like you want to say I, because what we teach people usually is those fair fighting rules of using, you know, taking ownership for our words and saying, you know, I feel this way and I feel that way rather than saying you did this to me, which Mm -hmm. is great in some contexts, but when it's talking about our our inner dialogue and our self-esteem is by saying I, it's being so, it's too close to home. So I, I work with people and I say, now anytime you say that I'm I'm too much, for example. Uh, replace I with your name because what that does is that offers you a little bit of distance between you and the problem and you can work on it in a way that's kind of like you're talking about a friend or a coworker. Like I might say, I'm too much, but I would never <laughs> say, Justin's too much. <laughs> At least not to his face. (laughs) But it's, and it's kind of, obviously we're not walking around talking to ourselves in the third person, but it is a helpful practice to kind of help you separate yourself from whatever the issue is. And then when you change your I to your name, then you also have to change the negative thought into a much more positive thought, or Mm -hmm. at least something that has a workable kind of flavor to it. So we turn it into what's in a a strength perspective. Mm -hmm. So I might say that I'm too much. And then I might change that and say, well, um, Jennifer sometimes can be a little intense and passionate in certain situations, <laughs> and it might be overwhelming to other people. So reframing it. Yeah. Re- and it, recognizing and it, that there's a kernel of truth in that and seeing yes. kind of what the reality is yeah. and, and how it, you can see it as a positive. Yeah, and it's being honest with yourself. Yeah. It's not saying, oh, I'm too much or nobody likes me or any of those things because those are those are fixed terms like there's no changing that yeah. um, but the reality is probably m- more it's different than that so it's giving yourself a little bit of power in that situation it's like yes sometimes I might be a little bit <laughs> aggressive or too much sometimes <laughs> but I also recognize that there's strength in that that there's passion in that and it gives you more of a, a positive frame to work on whatever you perceive to be the problem mm-hmm and so it's kind of practicing that with the people a couple of times. And then I let them try it. And I'm like, okay, now you give me a negative thought. Change I to your name and figure out a way that's realistic and real and rework it for yourself. And we practice that a couple of times because 
we get into the habit of talking really negatively about ourselves and saying that we're not good enough or that we're not pretty enough or that we're not skinny enough, whatever, whatever it f- focuses on. But if you change it to a much more positive way to talk to yourself, it's just honestly more realistic mm-hmm. because if we talk to ourselves negatively, we're not motivated to change or to do anything about what we see to be the problem necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. And, um, uh so transitioning a little bit from that is um, I wanted to talk about the topic of being dependent on other people for our self-esteem. So sometimes, you know, even with good intention, we can say things like, well, I'm just going to focus on when people say positive things or whenever I get positive compliments mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But there's uh, danger, I think, in making ourselves dependent on other people's opinions of us because if we open it up to the positive we're really opening it up to mm-hmm. the negative as well and so as easy as it is to just kind of um take for um uh, building up you know the, the compliments and find value and self-esteem in that it's very dangerous because that also opens up letting other people control the way we feel about ourselves mm-hmm. by Yes. Uh, negative comments so um, I guess the encouragement that I have for my clients often is to not put value on yourself or let your self-esteem be defined by what other people think but by what you can explore and what you know to be true mm-hmm. not that hearing outside perspective isn't important but um, depending on that solely for how you feel about yourself can be um, can be dangerous mm-hmm yeah, and it can turn into any form of a you know a negative relationship or an unhealthy relationship. If you're too dependent on another person, because without that person, they you know they give you your self worth and they give you their self esteem because of one reason or another, then then that person's gone from your life for mm-hmm. some reason. Then you are really struggling probably about feeling like you you know the relationship is ended or you know the marriage is ended or you left your job or lost your job whatever it is if you find all of your worth from a certain person activity or place then you have to be prepared to deal with the possibility that that might not always be there and then you put yourself in a position where you're always seeking admiration Mm -hmm. and so that's going to lead to some unhealthy behaviors and mm-hmm. unhealthy way of functioning as a person. And so um, I guess our encouragement here is to not fall into the trap of being defined by what someone else thinks about you mm-hmm. and letting that affect you too much, but to um, feel good about yourself and some self-exploration and get some real feedback from people that are really meaningful in your life to kind of get that outside perspective. Mm-hmm. or a therapist and that sort of thing. We always have to push counseling when we're in this, right? <laughs> right. So those compliments and those, those good that good feedback that you can get from someone and they're like, oh, I really like your shoes or you just seem really happy today. Those things are great, but you don't have to rely on those like little nuggets of information to really feel good about yourself because if you're mm-hmm. always like searching for that little that that drip from the sink then you're not really filling yourself up and giving yourself that kind of information other people will notice the confidence in you or the change in you and your you know your self-worth and self-esteem because probably just you're happier you're more outgoing you're truly more yourself because that's mm-hmm. who they're really looking for to you know spend time with so those compliments are good 
not devalue them at all. And they give us that little, like those warm fuzzies on the inside, but it's, you don't have to rely on those to get your happy feelings about yourself. And I talk with clients about it in a way that they're like, okay, well, how do I do that in a way that doesn't seem cold or doesn't seem, you know, like I'm rejecting them. I was like, no, you accept the compliment, but you don't only want to interact with that person whenever you get those Mm -hmm. kinds of compliments because then it doesn't really feel very genuine yeah it's okay to accept compliments but to not seek out right admiration in order to define yourself Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. because if you have you know a healthy sense of self-esteem and self-worth and then you know somebody says something negative about you but you're not really relying on their own opinion being the only one that matters then that one negative thing is if you have one negative thing and five positive things then the negative thing doesn't seem like that that yeah. it seems like a bigger deal, but if you have a healthy grounding and of self-esteem and the way that you talk to yourself, it's just it's just criticism, and it's maybe it's constructive criticism, maybe it's, maybe it's just criticism for the sake of criticism because that person yeah. doesn't particularly like you. Right. But it's okay. I can see that maybe I could have done better in that situation rather than saying that person outside of me said one bad thing about me, and now I'm going to feel bad about myself for the next you know few days, few weeks, whatever. Yeah, we could go down the road of how that's a big problem of all the uh, positive feedback and you get one negative feedback mm-hmm. and all we can think about is the negative feedback. Right. right? But um, we don't want to fall into that trap. We want to um, have a healthy view of ourself because it affects all areas of our life, as I said in the opening, and that includes our relationships because if we are... Um, People that have healthy view of ourselves, we're not going to be dependent on someone else giving us that. Um, also, it's going to allow us to treat other people better if we see ourselves as worthy of being treated a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we feel good about ourselves, we don't have to put someone else in a position of like put them down in order to feel better about ourselves. You know, that can mm-hmm. also be a problem in that um, need for comparison to build us up Um, in the same way that we don't need to be dependent on somebody um, for compliments. We don't need to put ourselves in that, that, you know, playground position of putting someone else down so that we can feel better. Right. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. it's also a trap that we can fall into that can negatively affect relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And self-esteem and your self-confidence is kind of at the root of a lot of different problems. And typically a lot of the, reasons why people might come to you know seek services and come to counseling I you know I might have a client who just lost his job and then that's kind of threatening his sense of self-esteem and self-worth because then he feels like he lost his job and now he doesn't feel good enough in his relationship or in his marriage and or it might be you know a relationship ended and then that kind of threatens your self-esteem or you have trouble attaching in relationships because you have trouble trusting people because you don't feel like people are always truthful with you like they might be out to get you because you're not worth telling the truth to like a lot of the problems that we you know find difficult to deal with in our lives much of it comes down to feeling like we're okay and that we're that we're good enough that we can be resilient in that kind of way and to have that positivity that we take with ourselves because no one else is really going to kind of piggyback on our backs and tell us that we're good enough all the time Mm -hmm. we have to fulfill that for ourselves and it's honestly it's a different way that that works for other people 
Some people might really work well with the, you know, we always give the, ourselves the positive affirmations in that kind of way. Stand at the mirror before while you're getting ready and say, you know, I am funny, I am kind, I am intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, but other people, that might not work for them at all. Sometimes journaling those positive thoughts and giving mm-hmm. yourself kind of like a gratitude journal is something that has been effective for people because it's just changing the way that you view yourself and putting it more into a positive kind of way and then there's a bunch of different ways that you can do that you know for example if you want to lose weight you have to keep that in a positive kind of realm you don't want to stick on the i want to lose 15 pounds you say i want to be more active i want to be more healthy i want to have more energy and stamina Mm -hmm. i because if you get stuck on the number then what happens if you don't lose that number it's the same reason is if you don't have that compliment from that person that person's exited your life well, what do you have? So you already kind of disappointed yourself in that way, and then you feel bad about yourself instantly. Mm-hmm. So if you keep it in a more positive way, you're seeing yourself as constantly working and moving forward. And whatever your desired you know, area of growth is, maybe it's in your job, maybe it's in your relationships. It could just be personal growth for the sake of exploring yourself. But you have to feel okay about yourself in order to, to do that. And so it's really making a conscious decision to see those negative thoughts when you talk about yourself and really uh, understand the words that you use and even catch yourself and call yourself out on it if you're like "Mm, i don't really know if uh i don't think i did that very well Mm -hmm. they're like well there are always areas of growth and i can learn how to do better the next time so it's having a much more realistic view of ourselves because our brain when it doesn't have all the information tends to fill in the gaps and it tends to fill in the gaps pretty negatively Mm -hmm. so you have to allow yourself to have that negative thought and just be like okay that's probably not true and then change it into something much more positive and then the balance of humility and even at times um, self-deprecating humor um, can fall in there and it's, it's hard to give any specific kind of uh, ratio or how that works, but it is important also to, to not let it go too far with our self-esteem and think that we are more than we are or more than someone else. And also to be able to laugh at ourselves is important right. as well. Yes. So being able to, to do all those things to a healthy degree is an uh, important part of a good self-esteem. Right. So as we uh, summarize kind of some bullet points on what we covered here today, mm-hmm. self-esteem can be similar to self-worth, but it's not necessarily the same thing. Self-esteem is more about mm-hmm. how we feel about ourselves. And to develop a healthy self-esteem, it's important to have healthy self-talk. Mm-hmm. And so we're not necessarily talking about having a conversation with ourselves, but <laughs> the... Uh, the things that we tell ourselves, the um, kind of the thoughts that we have about ourselves are worth paying attention to and changing and not being dependent on someone else to do this for us, not being too dependent on someone else's thoughts or comments about us to define who we are, but Mm -hmm. to let um, our own opinions and our own thoughts uh, guide us in that way. What's one thing someone can do to start to work on their self-esteem? 
I'll usually challenge clients to uh, do one small thing a day. And if we see each other every two weeks, I will challenge them to to do one small thing a day for themselves every day until I see, see them again and then we'll talk about it. Um, so it might be something as little as just putting on your favorite shirt because you know that it makes you feel confident or attractive or however. It's something little every day. And that doesn't mean that you go and, you know, go to the you know the the salon and do everything and you know do all those different kinds of things but it might just be you know breaking out a new pair a a pair of shoes that you really enjoy or going and getting your hair done or getting a haircut or getting a really important kind of you know trying on new glasses doing different things like that because it's a little thing that's not really going to change the whole outlook of your day Mm -hmm. but it's a little something that you did just because you feel like you're worth it Mm -hmm. that is just going to make you feel like you can walk a little bit taller and just feel that kind of confidence and it's not false confidence because you do feel confident and in charge and authoritarian whenever you're wearing that shirt but it also kind of makes you feel like it fits you really well and just gives you that kind of confidence that kind of like warm that warm fuzzy that you kind of get inside yourself or those butterflies in your stomach when you're just like oh yeah like I look good or you Mm -hmm. feel that kind of confidence about yourself that's what we're trying to continue to model for you we're trying to take that organic feeling that you get whenever you know that you uh, really love that shirt and the feeling that it gives you when you when you put it on and then modeling that for you in every aspect of your life and so I challenge people to try little things for themselves throughout the day and that might just be trying a different hairstyle or you know, pulling out something out of their closet that they haven't worn in a while because they're like, oh, I don't really know if it looks good, but if you like it, you know, try it and figure figure out how you can integrate that into your day because it's all about something that's going to build you up. Because if you have low self-esteem, you feel pretty bad about yourself most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so everything is a, a strategy or a skill that we learn is all about building you up to be, you know, more comfortable in your own skin, essentially. And so a really helpful way for people to do that is a visual way because they can see the change. Yeah, kind Um, of tangible way. Yeah. So what you would say is for them every day to do one thing that makes them feel good about Mm -hmm. themselves, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And not getting stuck on the physical. We're not getting stuck on our outside appearance, but the outside of your body is where you can see that I didn't used to feel really comfortable without this shirt. And now that I put the shirt on, like I can feel it in my body because it is, it's a tangible kind of right in front of your face sort of thing and you're like okay that's the feeling that I'm looking for Mm -hmm. and I'm going to use words that help me feel like I have that feeling in my body as often as I can yeah so Mm -hmm. it's not just like the way you look but you could say all right I'm going to do this thing that I know I'm good at or I'm going to engage in this conversation with a person that always uh, I can have some funny moments with just something that every day that makes you feel good about who you are as a person yes okay very good Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining me to talk about self-esteem. I really appreciate your insight on this matter. All right. Well, thank you for having me. I hope it was helpful. So just a reminder, this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional counseling. For personalized therapy, you can contact us through our website. We offer both face-to-face and telehealth, which is basically online counseling through the computer or phone and all that information is on compasscounselingky.com